0: Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Thursday, February 11th. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Here's what you need to know today. Finally, some good news on the Axios COVID map. Plus, is there an economic risk to too much stimulus? But first, today's one big thing. Reliving the Capitol insurrection. The second day of Trump's impeachment trial started with a warning from lead House impeachment manager Jamie Raskin.
1: The impeachment managers will try to give warnings before the most graphic and disturbing violence that took place is shown.
0: The House impeachment managers went on to walk through footage of the days leading up to and the day of January 6th, juxtaposing it with Trump's own words. We heard the mob screaming for Nancy Pelosi. And new security footage showing examples of how many members of the House and Senate barely made it to safety that day. Representative Joaquin Castro closed out the day with this.
1: On January 6th, President Trump left everyone in this Capitol for dead.
0: Alina Treen has been covering this trial for Axios. Alina, what was the point, to your mind, of all of this footage on Wednesday?
2: I think the point of it, Nyla, was to make acquitting former President Trump as difficult as possible for Republicans as they can, to see the harrowing videos of rioters going through their desks and their notes, the ones that they've been sitting at as they're watching this, is quite remarkable. And so I think it just really plays on the emotions of a lot of these members. They're also playing to an audience across America to show them this actually is as bad as we're describing. And I think that is a very smart move on behalf of the house managers.
0: Elena, as you said, you were there on January 6th and you lived through this yourself. Would you mind sharing what it's been like to relive that day through watching all of this footage?
2: It definitely was a day that I think the more you see and the more you learn about it, the worse it is. And I think that seeing it while you're in the Capitol in the same place we were when the threat was upon us, it's a very strange experience. When I heard the video and sound of audio of the riots behind me that they were showing in the chamber for a very split second, I thought, oh, my gosh, this is happening again. And of course, it was just the video that they were playing. But I think some of my reporter colleagues and and lawmakers have maybe probably experienced similar things.
0: Alina, I think that everyone who's watching the video can agree that it is scary and terrifying. What people don't agree on is why this impeachment trial is happening. How much is the strategy of Republicans to speak to that portion of the population that doesn't think that this impeachment trial makes sense?
2: The senators who I spoke with in the halls last night, it was clear that it was a lot harder for them to defend their justification for wanting to predetermine their vote on acquittal. But I don't think that even how emotional these videos are and how triggering they may be for these lawmakers, it will change the minds of the senators and changes the minds of a lot of people who are so in love with Trump and have supported him through everything.
0: Axios' is Elena Treen. Thanks, Elena. Thank you, Nyla. We'll be back in 15 seconds with the danger of too much stimulus money. Welcome back to Axios Today. So far, the federal government has provided at least $900 billion worth of economic stimulus. President Biden is pushing for an additional $1.9 trillion as part of the next round. That trillion dollar price tag has been a big point of contention. But the debate now isn't about whether or not the government can afford this. It's about whether this could actually hurt the economy. Axios's Felix Salmon has been talking to economists about why this probably won't happen. Felix, this all started in the economic wonk world last week with former Treasury Secretary Larry Summers. What did he say?
3: He said that $1.9 trillion was too big. If we put $1.9 trillion into a bucket where there's less than $1.9 trillion of space remaining in that bucket, then The dollars are going to basically overflow the bucket. The economy doesn't have the capacity to absorb all of that money. And if that happens, you could wind up with, wait for it, inflation.
0: So I think in order to understand this, you need to explain inflation and what worries there are with this.
3: When you have high inflation, it's very bad. What happens is the prices just keep on going up for the same things. Everyone tries to keep up with the price increases that they know are coming. So they try and get themselves paid more to keep up with inflation. They raise prices now. And it winds up being really hard to deal with. Now, this is large amounts of inflation. Small amounts of inflation, 2 3% are really not a problem and they are probably healthy for the economy.
0: What's the consensus among economists?
3: generally agree that it's not going to be too much. If you look at what Fed Chairman Jay Powell said on Wednesday, he said that you could see, quote, upward pressure on prices, but he then said that that would be, quote, neither large nor sustained. Basically, it's not something he's worried about. It's not something that Janet Yellen is worried about. And if you talk to economists on both sides of the political spectrum, Most of them are not worried about it.
0: But what about people who say, no, if this is going to happen, we should lower the amount of the bill?
3: So even Larry Summers has kind of walked back on that one. But what he has done very, very effectively is really focus the downside of this bill on one thing which is inflation. No one's talking about we can't afford it. No one's talking about all of the old parade of horribles that used to get wheeled out whenever a large government spending plan was unveiled. And I think that's good news because number one, inflation is a real potential problem. And number two, it does mean that we've moved on from worrying about things that were never problems like the deficit.
0: Felix Salmon is Axios' chief financial correspondent. Thank you, Felix. Thank you. Every week, Axios' healthcare editor, Sam Baker, creates a map of the coronavirus and how the country looks. And he's here with us this morning because, Sam, the map is finally green. Does this mean we're finally headed in the right direction?
1: It does. They're going in the right direction really fast. Cases are down, I think, about 24 percent this week. And if you put together the last four weeks, they're down over 50 percent. So we are making a lot of progress.
0: I'm sure there are people who are listening who are really worried about the new variants. Are you worried about that?
1: I am. The most immediate risk with the variants is the British variant, which is already, we know, very widely present in the U.S., And it's much more contagious. And it is very much a reason to continue to be cautious. But at the same time, I don't think we should minimize the fact that the country is starting to do the things that you need to do.
0: What else do we need to be doing? Because the CDC had new information about this yesterday
1: as well. I think that the most important thing is to make sure that whatever is covering your face is very tight and snug. Sometimes two masks will help with that, but for example, they don't advise wearing two of those paper surgical masks because then they'll just bunch up and interfere with each other and create new gaps. Do what you need to do, whether that's one really tight-fitting mask or a combination, to seal your face as tightly as possible.
0: Axios's healthcare editor, Sam Baker, thank you for bringing us good news this morning, Sam.
1: It's such a weird feeling, but it's my pleasure.
0: That's it for us today. You can reach our team at podcast at exos.com or find me on Twitter. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.